Hello and welcome to On the Borderline, the podcast where you get to see borderline personality disorder from my point of view. Join me as together we explore this crazy ride called life. Watch as I pursue the best quality of life possible through emotional growth and the pursuit of happiness leading by example. This is the On the Borderline podcast. Disclaimer, the thoughts and opinions shared on this podcast are solely mine. I am not a psychotherapist or a medical professional, simply someone with a BPD diagnosis who is sharing their experiences, the hardships that I've gone through, and the steps I am taking to live the best quality of life while having BPD. On today's episode, we are going to discuss dating and BPD don't fuse. So, as I've been slowly getting myself back into the dating scene, naturally, this has made me reflect back on my dating history. It has made me reflect back on my previous relationships as I do some self-reflections and I continue the everlasting quest of trying to have the best life that I possibly can. And as I've began to reflect on the current state that I am, I've noticed that I'm able to draw similar patterns for me personally. What I was able to observe was whenever I dated somebody, in the beginning, if I was really into that person, I would do almost, I would try to pursue almost like an immediate fuse where it's like I'm dating somebody, I've recently met somebody, like it could be as early as the first time. I really like them, they really like me. It's like, okay, you're my human. Uh, Let's go working on living together and let's try and see if we can spend the rest of our lives. Now, to some people, especially, uh, the people that like to fantasize, it doesn't sound too bad, but the problem is, is, and the normal people and healthy people will, are a lot more likely to pick up on this. We look back, they're like, well, hold on a second. You don't really know this person. And, uh, at first, and I'm only speaking for myself, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was a common thing, but first I didn't give a shit if I'm being honest I'm like I don't care if I don't know this person I know me what I know what I'm about I can figure it out blah 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 and it's usually great for a couple months but what happens after a couple months well that's when my uh, honeymoon phase stopped and that's when my possessiveness, BPD, attachment issues started coming out. And without failure, as soon as I started really, really begin to get to know this person, really began to unfold, my anxiety would get the best of me and it would almost always turn into fights. 
it would always always turn into splits it would almost always turn into arguments and it would be a repeated pattern of within six months from that time frame we would probably break up and that would be the end of that ladies and gentlemen this was the history of my dating life for probably six years and I'm very happy to report that in my last relationship, it has been my longest relationship. We were together for, I'd probably say like a year and three months on and off. But ultimately, if I'm being honest, it was pretty similar to the same story of my life where the first month was pretty damn intense and we actually moved in with together within the first two months. And then when we started living together, we just did everything together. Just like that. Like, we both had empty voids in our lives. And at the place and time in our lives, we just met together. And my poor ex still hasn't figured it out. My poor ex also has a BPD diagnosis. And the moment that she broke up with me, about four months later, she got married. Yeah, crazy shit, huh? So, why would it be a, a bad idea to fuse besides, besides the obvious of you don't know that person? So first to clarify, when I'm referring to fusing, what I mean by that is in a healthy relationship, according to many people, many psychologists, dating coaches, etc. You're supposed to take a reasonable amount of time to get to know the person that you may potentially spend the rest of your life with. Now, this is significant because let's say you want to get married to this person and you're not aware that they have a mental disorder. Can you imagine what would happen if you were engaged to this person and then all of a sudden they woke up one day and they threatened you to kill you. They threatened to cause self-harm. They drove off with your car. Stuff was beginning to be missed from your house, etc. We don't think about these things. And as a matter of fact, on a quick side note, I feel like the most important investment the overwhelming majority of us will ever do is a wife, a husband, or a potential relationship, and that's the least knowledgeable subject on average that we as a general society have, and that absolutely blows my fucking mind, especially with the issues of divorce and child custody today, like, Jesus Christ, people, step it up. All right, I'm off my high horse now, back on, back on subject here. You don't know somebody and the baggage and the issues that they may come up with. So it's always a terrible idea to try and marry somebody you don't understand. And the truth is, is it takes about two years to really, truly get to know somebody. Within two years, you're very, very likely to have seen yearly, yearly issues. Um, think about like anniversaries, recalling debts, Recalling divorces, recalling um, seasonal depressions, if it applies, you'll get the chance to see any manic episodes splitting. You'll get to 
go through the ins and outs, the good and the bad with your partner. And if we're being real here, if you're thinking about a lifelong relationship, then what the hell is wrong with two years? I mean, it doesn't really make sense. It's like, so you want to get married? Okay, so you want to spend the rest of your life with me? Then what's the damn rush? Like, seriously. Like, come on, people. And I'll try and be empathetic here, especially if you have like a bipolar or BPD diagnosis where, look, I get it. You might be very excited. You might even be engaged right now in listening to this. But really think about it is, what if it goes wrong? What if it goes wrong? And this person that you love very deeply right now might turn into a hell. Your life might turn into a living hell if you're not careful. And all I'm saying is recognize the potential that your life, that this person that you love can turn into a living hell. And before you're willing to commit, just spend some time and really think about things is all I'm trying to say here. So... Those are a couple of reasons on why you shouldn't fuse and well, okay. If we shouldn't fuse, then what should we do? The answer in my opinion kind of depends on the dynamic of the relationship. So me as a BPD, I can be very intense very quickly. So I understand that any, pretty much any relationship I step into is probably gonna be intense right off the bat. Now, don't get intensity confused with intimacy, and don't always think that intensity is a 100% bad thing. Intensity does have its good parts, like it builds attraction very quickly, it's it's left for some absolutely amazing and phenomenal dates, and I can absolutely guarantee you that my partners, even though I had bad breakups with just about every partner I've ever had, they'll never forget me, like... Even on their dying deathbeds, they're going to think about me to some degree. May not be good, but it's easy for us to leave a lifelong lasting impression. So, because I can be really intense, I have been consciously working on slowing things down. On lowering, unconsciously lowering the intensity. And it's weird. It's really weird doing that because... Like, I don't even know how to really explain it, but it just forces me to really get to know this person. And it's become kind of like a game where it's like, oh, I want to fall for this person. I just want to have my way with them in the bedroom. And I just want to get to know every little thing about them. But at the same time, like, I'll be like, I should probably get to know the color, like her favorite color first. (laughs) And it'll be like... Hey, you want to spend the weekend together? Ooh, what if we went on this trip? But then I'll be like, maybe I should ask her about her schedule first. <laughs> it's It really is this up and down. And, you know, I want in, I'm happy because I'm beginning to understand what healthy is. I'm beginning to understand what taking my time is. But on the other end, it's like, it's kind of boring. Like... It's kind of blah, it's just whatever. But then I have to remind myself, like, if all I know is abuse, quote-unquote, if all I know is unhealthy behaviors, 
then what is going to be a healthy behavior is going to be foreign to me. Now, that is a badass quote right there. And I really hope you motherfuckers write that shit down. And I know I got a little ghetto there. Just deal with it. I think it's kind of funny. But I'm going to say that again. When all you know is abuse, when all you know is unhealthy behaviors, when you do start to engage in healthy behaviors, it's going to seem foreign to you. Ladies, let me be a little direct here. If you attract a certain kind of man and you know you're unhealthy or let me not use the word unhealthy and you know you have a mental disorder like BPD, don't be surprised if you're not attracted to healthy individuals. Now, on the flip side to that, what would really stop you from considering dating the boring guy, the date, the guy that is secure, the guy that, yeah, he may not have an edge to him. It may seem boring at first, but don't you want to be happy? Don't you not want to deal with all the chaos all the time? If you're single, I mean, shit, you can date around. You can, you know, date your reckless guys and have fun, whatever. I'm not here to judge you. It's 2021 for fuck's sake. But why not give the quiet dude, not even the quiet dude, why not give the boring guy a chance? And why not explore that route? Because really, what do you have to lose? What if you explore that route and that's the one that lasts the longest and you end up learning a lot about yourself? Or maybe it starts becoming exciting down the road. Who the hell knows, but give it a shot. And it's funny because I'm advocating for something and I'm not. Like I'm not boring at all. But I'm consciously working on being quote unquote more boring because in my mind, like I'm already intense as it is. So if I can make things a little bit more normal, more calm, more peaceful, boring, whatever, that's going to really work out. So it's been a, it's been a very interesting trip and it's been a very interesting path, especially as I've begun to date and who knows, like. I kind of do hope I start dating somebody in the, in the near future because that's going to make some, oh man, you'll probably have some of my best podcast episodes at that point. But for the right now, I'm single and uh, pretty damn available and I'm easily in the healthiest spot that I've been. And let's see how things play out. This concludes today's episode. Thank you guys very much and I hope you have a great day. Ciao. Thank you for listening to On the Borderline. Please consider supporting us. Our Patreon is located on patreon.com slash O-T-B-P-D. That's Oscar Tango Bravo Papa Delta. Our website is IRRPC.com. Indigo Romeo Romeo Papa Charlie.com. On Facebook, we are located at facebook.com slash on the borderline podcast and on twitter we are located at twitter.com slash on the border line the last letter instead of an e is a four the number four thank you very much and we hope you all have a great day we are also wanting to build our communications platforms with you the user We would love to hear your feedback. We would love to start a dialect and we would love to hear what you have to say. Please send us an email at let's talk 
at IRRPC.com. That's let's L-E-T-S talk T-A-L-K at IRRPC.com so we can get a dialogue going with you, the user.